ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. What a blessing to be in church another Sunday morning. You are all welcome to this morning's shine service. Amen. And it's testimony time. Why are the dancers the only ones excited about testimonies? Beautiful. I'm going to read out this morning's testimony. Amen. It says, good morning church. My name is Benedicta, a Basenta leader from the Zoe Hub. Can you put your hands together? You know, anytime you hear a testimony and you hear, I am a basenta leader, I am a center leader, I am a shepherd, I am a pastor, it should make you understand that God is connecting his power to the ones that serve him. And I see the power of God finding you as you find something to do in the house of the Lord. Can you celebrate the Lord with me this morning? So this is what she says. She said, I want to thank God for my life and seeing me through my school days in the university for four years I started with many people and there were some hurdles on the way but God successfully saw me through out of over 900 students in my faculty which is accounting and finance only 30 people had first class honors And by the grace of God, by the grace of God, I was part of the 30 people. Can you put your hands together for the Lord? Now, please listen. I want you to pay attention. Yes, she's thanking God for helping her to go through school. But there's something behind the testimony. And that's what you need to catch. So she says... I know this first class didn't just come from me studying, but it was a blessing God gave me because I am involved in building God's house. I thought you, you'd be clapping there. Now, some of you are not clapping. You still owe call maths. You still owe English. You haven't made it through. Somebody has gone through SS, has made it to the university, has got a first class, and the person is saying it's because of God, and you are sitting down there and you can't appreciate God. Please listen. She said, how do I know this? In JHS, I studied hard to get aggregate 6, but I got aggregate 8 instead. In secondary school too, I studied hard to get eight A's, but I got five A's. Hey! Instead, and during all that time, I wasn't serious with God. I wasn't doing much in, in his house. But when I came to university, 
God led me to my pastor, Reverend Divine, and he taught me how to work for God. Now you see, I know this lady personally. Her father is a pastor himself, a very senior pastor in a church outside Accra. When she's in her father's church, she doesn't do anything for God. But God sent her to the university only to come and encounter this church and find herself engaged in the building of the house of God so that a testimony could come into her life. May you also find your way. I said, may you also find your way. May your presence here not be in vain, but may the purpose of God for your life come to pass in the name of Jesus. So she said, there were many other colleagues of mine who were preparing for the exams. There were many times I wanted to stop working for God because it was difficult. I wanted to give up, but the ministry kept on calling. The burden was strong. My pastor kept on encouraging me, don't let go of the ministry. Keep working for God. Keep serving in the house. Something good is going to come out of it. By the grace of God, my colleagues that were busily sitting behind their books constantly, who intimidated me? You know, you can be around people, they can be doing something, and you think that as they are doing it, you are falling short. But you see, God has a surprise for you. So they were studying, 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 and it was intimidating her. She felt like letting go of the ministry. But her pastor encouraged her. She didn't let go. By the grace of God, she went through. Those colleagues who were busy behind their books, they didn't get this first class. I see you being chosen in the name of Jesus. I said, I see you being chosen in the name of Jesus. May the, may the power of God locate you. May the hand of God find you. May you find yourself in the blessed position in the name of Jesus. I want to thank Bishop. I want to thank the church. The messages on serving in the house of God are powerful and they are real. They are blessing us. Out of my first class, I have also received she said she has received a scholarship from the chartered institute of chartered accountants can you put your hands together for the lord so it's not just the first class but a scholarship came with it i see the lord adding to your blessing may you receive double for your trouble may you receive triple for your burden may the lord add to you in excess and in multiples stand to your feet and celebrate the lord for a powerful testimony there's power and seven in the house of the lord
singing for the blind man who can see the light in me and come along. So live for Jesus. That's what matters. And when other houses tremble, mine is wrong. Live for Jesus. That's what matters. That we see the light in you and come along. There've been times when I've been tempted to turn off this rugged road. Jesus, would you find another girl to sing the song? Well, it's not that I'm the only one who can sing this melody, but He has chosen me to bless me and to lead me into what is best for me. So live for Jesus, that's what matters, and when other houses crumble, mine is wrong. Live for Jesus, that's what matters, that you see the Jesus 
Give a clap offering to the Lord. Amen. Oh, my people at the back. I can't see you clapping. There's a lady in a white blouse over there. You are still not clapping at the back. Very good. I can see you clapping. My Ashaman people, are you here? Please clap, 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 clap. Amen. Hallelujah. Are we being blessed by the song ministration this morning? Great, great. It's a great thing to live for Jesus. And it's, a, I mean, it's, it's powerful. Amen. I will not exchange that for anything in the world. Say, anything in the world. Let's give a clap offering to God. So we have one more ministration before we can hear the word of God, the sweet word of God. Um, ladies and gentlemen, just relax. Help me welcome with a loud clap our sister Enam. Jesus is the answer. For the world today, above him there's no other, cause Jesus is the way, Jesus is the answer, for the world today, above him there's no other, cause Jesus is the way. If you have some questions in the corners of your mind And traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find Reflections of the old past seem to fetch you every day But there's one thing I do know Though Jesus is the way Join me, sing now. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above and there's no other. Cause Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above and there's no other. I know you've got mountains that you think you cannot climb. I know your scars are dark, you think the sun won't shine. In case you don't know that the word of God is true, everything he has promised, he will do it for you. Now help me sing, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above and that's no other. Cause Jesus 
Gentlemen, I believe the time is right for the word of God. Amen. And the man of God is ready to tell us God's mind this morning. If you are ready to receive the unadulterated word of God, the word that will bring life to you, the word of God that will bring revival to yourself and to your homes, begin to shout, begin to clap. Please rise to your feet if you are sitting. Help me welcome to this pulpit the man of God this morning, our bishop, Edwin.
some excitement and clap your hands. Let it be louder still. Hallelujah. Want to welcome you to church. Want to welcome those of us who are online to church. This experience will leave you changed. You will never be the same again. I believe that God has gathered us to bless us. Say, I expect a blessing. Or say, I expect a blessing. Say, I need a blessing. And I will have a blessing. Clap your hands for Jesus. You may be seated. Beautiful. Beautiful. Father, we pray that you speak to us in a mighty way, in a powerful way this morning. We know our lives will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, Amen. You might be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. This morning, I'm still preaching from key facts. Because I've made my intention clear. I want everyone, every Christian, how many of you are Christians? Born again Christians. Every Christian ought to be a teacher. So actually in the kingdom, we are waiting to see you teaching. What we are waiting for in the kingdom of God is not your wedding. No, no. Your wedding is not important to us. Rather, we are jealous. We are not waiting for your wedding. We will respect you when you start teaching. Wow. Yes. We will respect you. Who cares about your wedding? Who cares about your wedding? Especially your neighbor, your next door neighbor doesn't care about your wedding. He wishes you were not married. Because you are, you are, as you are married, you are in your bedroom making noise. And he can't sleep. He's alone in his room. Cursing you. What is this? And the noises are not small noises. There are times you call your mother. What should she come and do? We are not waiting for your wedding, girl. We are waiting to see you teaching. For when, for the time, you ought to be teachers. You have need that another one person will still teach you. That's why we are going through this. Everyone must be a teacher. Look, every Christian must open his mouth and share. And share. Are you aware that the Christian life is a sponsored life? It's a sponsored life. The Christian life is not a life you can live on your own. Prayer, 
quiet time, forgiving, loving. The Christian life is not a life we use determination to live. You are sponsored. And what is the sponsorship you get to be a Christian? The sponsorship package is the award of the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. He makes you live your Christian life. The Holy Spirit. You cannot say you are a Christian. If you don't have the Holy Spirit. I will teach this God willing soon. You can't say you are a Christian. If you don't have the Holy Spirit. What makes you a Christian. Is the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes into your life. He comes to make you a witness. He sponsors you to witness. The Holy Ghost is not in your life for you to be doing it is something else. The reason for the Holy Spirit is to sponsor us. You see, the Christian life is powered by the Holy Spirit. The Christian life is powered by the Holy Spirit. It's not powered by your temperament. It's not powered by your upbringing. The power behind the Christian life is the Holy Ghost. So when Paul met some disciples, he asked them, Have you received the Holy Ghost? What is Holy Ghost? You've not even heard. So what? The Christian life is powered by the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to repeat what I'm saying next week or next week, God willing. The Christian life is powered. And the Holy Spirit empowers you to witness. To see, witnessing is not just Telling somebody about Jesus Christ. No. Witnessing is not only telling someone to be born again. Oh, we are going to do outreach. We are going to do witnessing. Witnessing is not only telling someone that you need Jesus Christ. Witnessing is talking about your experience. So what are you experiencing this week? Talk about it. In this service, you are experiencing a message. When you leave here, you must go out and witness to somebody that I was in a service and my pastor was saying so, so, and so. And I also am telling you the same so, so, and so. I am a witness. If you don't live that life, any Christian, let, let me ask you go around, be looking at people. Any Christian you know, who is not witnessing is not a Christian. He has just joined a church. 
He's a member of a church. He's a member of a church. Acts 1.8 is there. You receive power to witness. Is there. After the Holy Ghost comes. Because the Holy Ghost powers your Christian life. You receive power after the Holy Ghost has come. And you shall be witnesses. There's no mention of pregnancy. There's no mention of tongues. There's no mention of anything. The, the, the primary assignment of the Holy Ghost in your life is to cause you to speak. To cause you to speak. This morning, I'm witnessing. I'm witnessing. Because the Holy Ghost is on me. And I'm helping you are writing notes. When you go out of here, you too go and witness and show that the Holy Ghost is on your life. That's why I'm teaching this. I am empowering you to go and witness. Every Christian, if you are online and you don't have a book, this book, Key Facts for New Believers, that you open and you share. I mean, at every time tea, there must be somebody you are bringing up. Today, I'm on chapter 4. What you must know about water baptism. What you must know about water baptism. Every Christian must know about water baptism. Say water baptism. Or can you say water baptism? Yes. Every Christian must know about water baptism and must be baptized. That's the first one. Now, you see, in the church, in our lives as Christians, there are some things we do that are, thank you Holy Spirit, that are rituals. Rituals is a right. R-I-T, rituals. It's necessary to do them because and, and you see, these rituals are another word for them is tokens. Tokens. And I'm, I'm, and I'm, and I'm going to explain why these rituals are important. One of such rituals, one of such tokens is the communion. It's a ritual. It's a token. Like today, in a few minutes' time, we will be eating bread and drinking wine. Now, why? Why do we come to church to eat bread? What's the reason? Clearly, it's not to satisfy our hunger. Because the bread is too small. In fact, when you eat it, it rather stirs up the hunger properly. 
there. Uh, yes. It cannot be that today's communion is to satisfy your hunger. Especially the dancing stars who don't have lunch. Yes. Yes. The bread we eat, um, listen carefully, the bread we eat is too small to satisfy our hunger. Why do we come to church and take bread and then some small cup with wine in it? Or some of you is ahe. Meda. Or Coca-Cola. Why? Why do we come to church to eat bread and drink? Obviously, it's not the status for our lunch. It is a talking. It is something we are expected to do because it is supposed to constantly remind us. You see, when you take the bread, Jesus said, do it. Paul was quoting him in 1 Corinthians. He said, do this in remembrance of me because you can sit here and forget how you came here. You can be here and forget how you came here. So we take the bread and we say that this is the body of Christ. Why? Because you need to remember that someone's body played a part in your being who you are. The body of Christ. So each time, he said, for as often as you do, you do so in remembrance of me. That's a, you do it very often to constantly remind you that the body of Jesus Christ is a part of your Christian faith. The bo- because you can be here and forget the body of Christ. Your schooling, your business, your day-to-day problems can let you forget. Churches, churches today have, have metamorphosed into social clubs because there is such a thing as forgetting. You can forget. You can forget. So we take the cup and we say, this is the blood. Why? Are we carnivores? Are we vampires? This is the blood of Jesus. Why do we say this is the blood of Jesus? Because you can be sitting here and forget that the blood of Jesus has washed you. It's not because we don't have things to fill our church service. So we, 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 now, we are now eating to make up for the time. Never. Because you can be here and forget Christ. There are churches you can attend for one year and never hear the name heaven or hell. One pastor, a big pastor for big church in America, he, said, he doesn't mention the word sin because it offends. One pastor who fell down from a plane was preaching that when you go witnessing, don't mention the blood of Jesus. Obviously, he doesn't take his communion. So when somebody is not born again and you want the person to come into the kingdom, you don't bring up blood. It is too gory. Hey. 
That's why we stand in the church and say, this is the blood of Christ. And we drink it. And I wish we could do it seven times in the service. Like every five minutes, we get up and drink. I'm preaching. To you. Because there is such a thing. There's a word called forgetting. Forgetting. You can forget how you were when your wife married you. How you were when your husband married you. There is something called forgetting. You can forget what somebody has done for you. And one of the things that can happen to you as a Christian, that that can happen to us as a church, is that we can forget the work Christ did. That's why every church must have a big cross. It's part of our life. The body of Christ. The blood of Christ. So what we are eating, it's not just we are it's not just eating, but we are doing something to remind ourselves that there is blood in that life we are living. The same way, water baptism is one of the tokens or rituals for the church. Water, it's not that God is excited to see you wet. Like God enjoys to see you wet. Like you, there's water dripping all over you. It's like, wow, my son. It's wet. <laughs> when we talk about baptism, we are not talking about something that just is like God likes to see water on us. God is happy to see that we are wet. So you enter water. And when you come out and, and there's water all over you, dripping with water, then the angels are singing, hark, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. The boy is wet. The girl is drenched. We are baptized. There is a reason. And I'm on it now. Number one. Baptism comes from the Greek word, baptizo. Now, the word baptizo means immersion, 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 immersion. Every Christian at a point in your life, should, and, 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 and once, oh dear Lord, I, I'll come there. I'm going to repeat myself soon. Because there's no scripture that says that a Christian should be baptized once. But I'll come there. Baptism means to be immersed. It doesn't mean sprinkling water. Can I have water? Pour a little into the cup. Just a little. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, I baptize you in the name of the Father, Son. This is not baptism. This is dropism. Dropism. A spiritual libation. Spiritual libation. 
when you say you are baptized, it means you are fully immersed. You are inside the water. Why? Is it to show that we like swimming? There is a reason. I'm coming to it. But the first one is that baptism means... Where is the handkerchief? Yes. Baptism means beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. One lie. <laughs> You're only the sweat. It's not... I'm not Matthew chapter 3 verse 16. Baptism. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straight out of the water. So he must have been inside the water fully and he came out of the water. Baptizo. Inside the water. Number two. Water baptism is a command to anyone who becomes born again. Water baptism, put up my second point, is a command to anyone. Once you become born again, you must be baptized in water. Mark 16, verse 15, and verse 16. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. 16, verse 16. Thank you, Jesus. He that believeth and is baptized is saved. And the one who doesn't believe is damned. There's damnation on him. But but, but you say, anyone who believes and is baptized can now say he's saved. If you believe Anybody sitting here who has not been baptized is not saved. You're not saved. And I'm about to explain to you why you cannot be saved. Why you can't say you are saved because there is a certain understanding you don't have. That's why I'm, I'm spending prime time today preaching about baptism. I mean, look at the books, there are many topics. There are many, many things I can preach. But you see, Christ said in Luke 6, 49, that you can build a house without a foundation. You can be in the church and there is nothing under. This one is, is foundation laying series. Foundation laying teachings. Paul said, as a wise master builder, I laid the foundation. Master builders are into foundations. A real builder is interested in the foundation. You can be here and there's no foundation under you. Only waiting for a storm. Access, make sure there's nobody sauntering outside. 
It's a command. He that believes and is baptized. So, believing plus baptism equals salvation. Why? Because if there's no baptism and all you are doing is believing, James says, even the demons, the devils believe. What makes you different from a devil is the understanding of baptism. Which I'm about to explain to you. He that believeth and is baptized. It's a command. Number three. Water baptism is a direct act of obedience to Christ's instructions. I've read it. Mark 16, 16. Unfortunately, we don't have the software that shows scriptures like the words of Christ in red. So you, do, you, you may think that these are the words of Mark. These are red letters. These are the words of Jesus Christ. If you are not baptized, anybody listening to me, who is not baptized, is living in disobedience to the instruction of Christ. You are disobedient. Yes. If you are a pastor with members, these are your members. Are you here? You may want to go to the back. Thank you, sir. God bless you. Thank you. We will miss you. Gone too soon. If these two members are under you, your work is to ensure that these guys are baptized. If you don't, if these two people following you are not baptized, you are living in disobedience. Yes. And also, these two people are not saved. They are not saved. You can't call them saved. And let alone give this woman the work of teaching new converts. Number four, something is doing me. I feel like something. Number four, baptism. Now, there's a point. Water baptism is not for church membership. But an open declaration of our new stand in Christ. We don't get baptized to join Anglican. We don't baptize to join Lighthouse. You don't get baptized to join Methodists. That is the basis for the mindset that baptism must be done once. Because you do it once, you sign that you were baptized in Anglican, 
you are finished. But ladies and gentlemen, as I'm about to preach to you, baptism, there is no scriptural backing that you must be baptized once. Why should we eat communion three times a day and be baptized only once in our lifetime? Why? I will explain to you. The most dangerous thing you can ever do to yourself is to be baptized once. If both baptism and communion had not been instructions of Christ, I would have put baptism far higher than communion. But this Jesus, he said, do them. So both of them are important. And if both of them are important, I can't see why. This morning, I'm going to have communion. Unity service, I'll have communion. In the evening, revival, I'll have communion. And when I go home before I sleep, based on activities, I can have communion for strength. Four times a day. He said, as often as you do so. Often. There's nothing like having, ideally, we should have communion yesterday, today, Friday, every day, twice a day communion. Why? To constantly remind you about the blood of Jesus. And when I'm preaching, you understand why it is fatalistic to be baptized once. Say, when were you baptized? When was the last time you were baptized? How many months ago? Oh, too many months. So many months. About how many? Oh, years. When? Baptized? In, but I said, last time you were baptized in water. I'm not saying you should be baptized in ice cream. 2014. It was baptized in 2014. In Jerusalem. I'm not surprised that this is you. I'm not surprised. If you were to be baptizing yourself, getting yourself baptized every week, you'll be a different person. You you listen to me. I'm I'm about to preach. This one is introduction. Galatians 3.27 For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The point is that we don't get baptized as a means of joining a church. There is nothing like that in the Bible. Nothing like that in the Bible. To be baptized as proof that you've joined Anglican. There is nothing like that in the Bible. Number five. And I'll finish with the first part. We identify when we are baptized. 
we identify with the death and burial and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ in baptism. When you are baptized, now, now watch this one. Thank you, mommy. Romans 6, verse 4. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. Now, now, now. I'm now starting the message. When you enter the water, and this is just a 40 second summary. I'm, not, I'm, I'm making this point. Point number five is the door into the message. When you enter the water, it's a sign from the scripture we just read that you are dead and buried. Is it buried? That is why it says baptizo, not dropizo. Baptizo means that you, you enter the water fully. Every part of you enters the water to show that you are what? Buried. You are dead. Because every Christian must be dead. When you enter the water, it stands for your burial. When you are lowered into the water, it means you are buried. And every Christian must be buried with respect to certain things. You You must disappear. Then when you come out, when you come out, you can imagine how you looked before you entered. I'm looking for hair. Yes, hair like this. Dry, nice dress, nice shoes. When you come out of this water, you, you surely will not look like this. You surely will not look like this. So when you come out, it stands for I'm different from the person I was before. Is this not something you should be doing every week? Because some of you are not any different from the way you were before. You are just at the church going. But baptism, the same way you enter dry and you come out wet. You enter your clothes, your clothes are loose, loose. But when you come out, the clothes are stuck to your skin. Your hair is matted. It's all... Introducing a change that must be seen when you enter the kingdom. And you can be a Christian and forget that you are dead, buried. When you say, when you say dead, we don't mean kill yourself. Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Watch it. Somebody is writing. And he's not a ghost. 
He said, I am crucified with Christ. The man is right now. Remember, when Jesus was crucified, he died. But this man is writing in, English, in Greek or English. He said, I am crucified with Christ. If you are crucified, why are you alive? And he goes on. Yet, nevertheless, I am alive. I am alive. But with respect to certain things, I am dead. With respect to betting, I am dead. With respect to sex, fornication, I am dead. With respect to Aladdin Mumuni, I am dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm dead. I'm crucified. Have you been crucified? You can be alive and dead. You are alive. But you are dead. You are dead to some sins. I'm alive. But I am dead to cigarettes. I'm dead to Indian hemp. I'm dead to beer. I don't drink beer. I'm dead. But you are alive to beer. I'm alive. But I am dead to cheating my neighbor. But you are alive. You are, you are a four one night cook in the church. I am crucified. Nevertheless, I live. So you can be alive, but you are dead to some. That is why we get baptized. And I, I am telling you that baptism can never be once in a lifetime. Never. I will say, recommend every weekend. Every weekend. To remind you about your life. You see, the point is that you can forget. Second Peter 1, verse 8. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 9. But he that lacks these things is blind. Paul lists some things from verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. I think you want to know the picture also. Verse 5. Besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue. So, you, so these things should be in a Christian. Faith. Virtue. And to virtue, knowledge. That's why I came here with books. It's part of your faith. It's part of your Christian life. To knowledge, temperance, controlling yourself. Yes, you can't be a Christian, you can't control yourself. You can't control yourself. You can't be a leader. I cannot stand here as a leader if I can't control myself. I should have to control myself. When we are building this cathedral, people would, somebody could bring $20,000. 15,000 pounds. When I need 100 Ghana to buy medicine, 
If I don't have control, by the time the money gets to the church, 15,000 pounds is now 2,500 pounds. And there are pastors who live that way. Controlling yourself. Controlling. But I like you, but I can't touch you. Control myself. This is a very nice man. I could add to my two boyfriends, but he's married. And, I, and God doesn't like so. Let me stay away from him. When he texts me, I won't respond. If you do, I like him. Control yourself. Temperance. These things must be in you. Patience. To patience, godliness. Seven. Godliness. Brotherly kindness. I'm not preaching. This is not what I'm preaching about today. Brotherly kindness, charity. That is love. And then verse 8 says, If these things are in you, they make you, that you will never be unfruitful or barren in the knowledge of Christ. But in verse 9, he says, watch it, watch it. But the one... The the believer who lacks these things, faith, diligence, virtue, knowledge, temperance, brotherly kindness, charity, the one who lacks these things is blind. If you are a Christian and you don't have these things, you are blind. And also, you can't see far. You only see your husband. You only see your children. But you can't see others. Your, 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 Your vision is myopic. You only see your problems. This one, as I'm preaching, I've got problems, but I have the capacity to see beyond my problems and to minister to the girl at the back there. You must have that ability. Because your life is too small to be the center of attraction. But look at it. And has forgotten. Is that in English? And there is... There is this condition, like if you are in Ghana, remember that there is a condition of fever caused by malaria. It's very common. If you are a Christian, remember that there is a condition called forgetting how you were purged from your sins. You can forget. You remember the power of God. You remember healing. You know about prosperity. You know about having money. You know about getting married. You know about being impregnated. You know about buying houses. You know about having a car. But you have forgotten a particular subject of how you were purged from your sins. You've forgotten. How you were purged. That as a born again Christian, mommy, as you sit here in your white dress, your persons have been taken care of. Yes, if God, if He was to deal with us according to our iniquities, who will stand? If the Lord is to deal with us, like you, for instance, when I see your beard, I mean, you must have been a very bad boy. The things you have done, that you have come to sit in the church with your notebook and your pen. If the Lord is to reward you, you remember that girl. Five years ago, that girl. Masha Tabakata. Some of you girls have done abortion you have not paid for. If the Lord was to deal with you according to your bad deeds, who will stand? Which pastor can... If you are fit to preach, come and preach. 
I'm saying not only pastors, lady pastors. If you are bold, come and preach. And when you start with the first verse, an angel will come and list the things, including what you were doing in the car with a married man 16 years ago. You were in SHS 3 and you ran away from school. Are you not happy that our sins are forgiven? Are you not happy? Some of you, if the Lord is to reward you, your son should die because you have been very wicked to somebody before. Some of you, the pain you've caused somebody, if God is to reward you by what you what you did to that woman, you shouldn't be alive. You should, be, you should be in a hospital every day for cancer treatment. But we are here. We are able to lift up our hands and thank God. We are able to give offerings. We are able to, like me, I'm preaching. Preaching. A farmer cares me. Yeah. Because he couldn't handle it. We are stolen his potatoes from like Malejo. We were clearing it. And one day he came to the farm and saw us. Atia. He said, You won't finish school. <laughs> when our kaki kaki. But I finished school. And by the way, I almost didn't finish school. I almost didn't finish school. It's a woman who stepped in to pay my fees for you to continue to, to go to school. I shouldn't be preaching. See, I'm preaching with strength. Live for Jesus. Do uh, the baptism. As if I'm God. Meanwhile, if they take my file, eh, the things in my file, but thank God that the things in my file have been washed. There, there are no letters on the paper. It's been washed by the blood of Jesus. But mommy, you can be in church and forget how you were and what God has done for you. Forgotten. That is why there are rituals. He said, do this to remember me. We are going to eat communion to remember Jesus. In the same way, we must be baptized to remember. If you are not baptized, you forget. Many of you are so relaxed. How your evils have been washed away. You are not, you don't, you don't care whose sin is also not washed or is washed. You've lowered your Christian life to the rank of just Sunday church appearances. There's something called appearance fees. The big stars, they just appear and they get money. Because his presence alone is a crowd puller. Appearance fee. Some of you, is just an appearance. Because you are too big to live for Jesus the proper way. Three, four months ago, prophet gave a teaching on baptism. During one of the flow prayer meetings. And I'm, and I'm about to start today. For just five minutes. He taught us seven signs that show, put it up, seven signs that show that I believe in baptism. 
seven things. And the first sign, and I'm giving this one and then we'll end. God willing, if we, we are still alive and we come next week, I'll continue number two, number three. Number one, a sign that you believe in the words of Jesus that be baptized. What is baptism? That's why we do this. We must do it often so that we don't forget. It's not about entering water and being wet. Baptism is not for people who like swimming. People who like water. It is a ritual to remind you, number one, that you have entered something holy. Say, can you give us a short clip of somebody being baptized. Watch it. Everybody watch. Somebody is being baptized. You see the woman? And two men are being baptized. Are, are, are baptizing the woman. Different people are being baptized. When you finish, find me a clip of someone who goes into the water. And comes out. Can you see this? Now, you, you can see that this is a swimming pool. There are three people there. Two of them are in the water with the third person, which is a man or a woman. That's a, a clip with a fourth person. They are all, they are all in the water. But only one enters the water holy. That is the one being baptized. That is baptism. You cannot be baptized when you enter the water with your head out, with your chest out. To be baptized, even your hair must enter the water fully. What does it mean? It means that actually, that is why baptism is not about entering water. The point, you see, have you heard the phrase, missing the point? You've missed the point. You've missed the point being made. The point being made is not how you look when there's water on you. But the point being made is that God wants you to be in the kingdom fully. You can't, you can't put your Sunday into church and Monday to Saturday is in the world. Say fully. Say holy. Whole. Look at the woman. Everything is inside the water. Not even her finger is out. That is baptism. When you are born again, everything in your life must enter the water. Do you know why? If this water is the kingdom of God, then when you enter fully and you are coming out, say, can you come please? Mommy, can I have your pen? 
your pen. What do you have in your pocket, sir? Nothing. Give me something. Can I have your keys? Keys. Put the keys in your pocket, sir. Can you come and stand here? Lights. He has got keys in his pocket. There's a pen in his pocket. He's about to be baptized. Oh, I forgot. I wish I had two cubes of sugar. So give me anything that stands for sugar. Give me the, the, the water, to, yes, the top of the, yes. yes. This is sugar. Sugar. Red sugar. 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 And sugar. If this man is being baptized and he doesn't enter the water fully, he's like these men who are standing there. He can, he's in the water, but not every part is in the water. So baptism is you enter fully. Now, when you come out, the things that survive are allowed to be in your life. Some things will not survive. Like if this man enters the water and comes up, his pen will still be there. His keys will still be there. But the cubes of sugar will not be there. It will melt. Baptism ensures that what must melt in your life has melted. Some of you are walking about with cubes of sugar in your pockets. When he enters the water, come out, you come out and the girl you were sleeping with last week is no more in your life. The water dissolves the girl. Enter the water. Come out. When you come out, certain friends are no more. The water of baptism is supposed to dissolve out of your life anything that must not be in your life as a Christian. And you got to know. If this man comes out of the water with cubes of sugar still in his pocket, it means either he didn't enter or the cubes of sugar are not cubes of sugar. It's plastic. Some of you have got lifestyles. That shouldn't be your life by now. If you understood baptism, you won't be sitting here as a church member with certain ideas in your head. Ideas in your head. When you enter the water, certain ideas must, 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 must go. You can't be in church, you don't pay tithes. It's because you've not been baptized. Because some ideas, to have certain ideas, means you don't enter the water well. Some of you have got lifestyles that are wrong. That's what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says. If any man be in... The baptism is baptism into the Lord. 
when you come out of the Lord, certain appetites should dissolve. Let's say, I'm very sorry, I don't know you. Are you, do you come together? Yes, so can you stand Let me use you as an example. Let's say your, your face mask was falling down. Let's say this is, a, this, this is a guy and his girlfriend. They're having sex a lot. And they, are not, they don't even know each other. I'm just using them. He sleeps with her regularly. That is, is, she is his girlfriend. You can be in church and not be in Christ. That's why Second Corinthians says, if any man be in Christ, there's no mention of church. What changes a person it's not church. It's Christ. If you've not entered Christ and all you have entered is church, church, you can be here with your girlfriend. When you finish, you go in the afternoon. You, you won't even have sex. You just cook for him. You are there in the evening. You sleep. Nothing happening. Tomorrow morning, you feel like having sex. You just have sex. It's like you are, you are living in sin, but you are in the church. There are many people like that in the church. Some of you, what I'm mentioning now is the way some of you are living now. But if you enter Christ, by the time you are coming out, this girl should not be in your life. Okay, come back. Bring two chairs. Bring the two chairs. Come. Oh, you can you can disengage it. Oh, okay, that's all right. Um, sir, Mr. Blue Man, please come to the side. Come, come here. Yes, this way. This way. Yes. Say, this is your chair. Girlfriend. This is your chair. Beautiful. They can be in church. And they are together like this. But if this man stand up. Not you. He is being baptized. He is being baptized. Can you stand up? When he enters Christ with this girl, he's been baptized in Christ. Enter. Stand up again. The church should stand up. He's been baptized. In, not in church. If he is baptized in church, he will go into the water and come back up with his girlfriend. Church allows us. But if he is to be baptized in Christ, he is new. When he enters the water with his girlfriend, by the time he is getting up, he only comes up and this one disappears. 
you go down with a girl when you say holy why is it holy so that the dissolvable things in your life in your hair in your nose on your dress whatever must dissolve so you go and do outreach you go to church you sing in the choir you do everything and you are now clean before the lord you stand and you, I don't know what to do with you. Go and sit down. Clap your hands for her. When I see you as a corn man, it shows that you, not, you have not entered Christ. You've not been baptized. Announcement. Baptism, the point of baptism is not entering water to get wet. The point of baptism is being completely because the cube of sugar, if it is in this pocket, it will dissolve. If it is up here, it won't dissolve if you are standing here like this. So every part of your body, your Wednesdays are in Christ. Your Tuesdays are in Christ. Your Saturdays are in Christ. Your friendships are in Christ. Your education is in Christ. Your business is in Christ. Ha! Your relationship is in Christ. Your marriage is in Christ. Your children are in Christ. Some people, they are in Christ, but their children are not in Christ. That's why the first sign that you know and have experienced water baptism is that you entered with everything. If you are engaged to her, about to marry her. Everything must be in Christ. By the time you are coming out, a life of holding her breast before you marry her will, will disappear. The French is disparu. Stand to your feet. Some of you today must decide when I finish this teaching next week, God willing, you must get baptized again. And once a while, pastor, take your members. Teach them about baptism. Or play this message to them. And take them out and baptize them. There is not, it is when you are using baptism to enter a church that you do it once. But if it's truly your why should we eat communion three times a day and we are baptized only once? Doesn't make sense. Because both of them are reminders of major events in your life. As you know, a lot of you have forgotten. There are pastors who don't have souls on their minds, but politics on their minds. He's forgotten how, how, how he even became a pastor. He's forgotten. Then once in a while, they list their political uh, 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 discourse with church and souls. They are there. Because, mommy, you can forget. Lift your two hands. And say, Lord, I want to enter completely. I give you my all. All my days. 
all my life, all my days, all my days. When you enter Christ and you are coming out, if your pen survives, it means it must be in your life. If your keys survive, it means it must be. But the keep of sugar will not survive because when it contacts water, when your girlfriend contacts Christ, she must vanish. When pornography contacts Jesus, it must vanish. Therefore, if any man is immersed in Christ, he's new. New. Lift your hands and pray. Lord, draw me. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me. Draw me. Deeper. Deeper. Lift your hands and pray. Pray that you'll be in Christ's well. Properly. Not that you are just around taking offerings. No. Immerse. Are you properly in the church? Are you properly in the church? Are you properly in the church? Or only a part of you is in the church? Yes. Lift your hands, everybody, and pray. Whatever is dissolvable should dissolve. Lift your hands and pray. Lord, I don't want to deceive myself. Baptizo. 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 Fully. to pray everyone the lord i don't want to forget i don't want to forget how i got here no i don't want to forget what you've done in my life no i don't i don't want to forget the price you've paid to oh, get no. me to it's like, and can it be that i should even gain an interest mm. in the savior's blood an interest. an interest to be interested in church Palau. it's a miracle miracle life. Lift your hands and pray and say, Lord, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget. Yes, pray. Open your mouth and pray. Let me constantly remember. Everyone. Everybody, Lord, I can't forget how you saved me, how you washed me, how you delivered me. I can't forget remembrance, 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 remembrance. Every eye closed, please. And every head bowed, please. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. If you are here today, maybe your friend invited you, you came today on your own.
Or you've even been around before. But today, the conviction is strong. I must give my life to Jesus Christ. Pastor, please pray for me. I want to be born again. I need to give my life to Christ, Pastor. I need to be saved. If you are here, and he wants you to pray with you to be born again, wherever you are standing, just lift up your right hand. I will pray with you. And salvation will come into your life. Yes. Lift your hand. I see your hand. I see. I see. I see your hand. Yes. Let Pastor, pray for me. Lift your hand high. Yes, I will pray with you. It will change your life. You don't become new by making New Year resolutions. You become new by being baptized in Christ. Sumahandahanda. And we baptize ourselves again and again because you can forget what has happened to you. Lift your hand well. If your hand is up, if your hand is up, I want you to meet me in front here. Come to me here. Take your Bible, your pen, your notebook, and come. Come. Yes, come. Clap your hands for them. They are coming. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Keep coming. Come, my dear. Come. Come to Jesus. join them, you can come now. Come to Jesus. Lift your two hands. Lift your two hands. And let's all lift our two hands as a church and join our beautiful brothers and sisters. And say this prayer after me. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I thank you for the word I've heard. Thank you for the word I've heard. Today, today, I have come to a conclusion. I have come to the conclusion. I'm far from you. I'm far from you. I am a sinner. I am a sinner. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. I am very dirty. I am very dirty. But I thank you. But I thank you. That the blood of Jesus. That the blood of Jesus. Can wash my sins. Can wash my sins. Today. Today. I ask you. I ask you, Please wash my sins. Please wash my sins. With the blood of Jesus. With the blood of Jesus. I want to be a new person. I want to be a new person. A new person. A new person. Not the old type. Not the old type. New. New. With a new life. With a new life. In a new relationship. In a new relationship. Oh God. Oh God. Today. Today. I hand over my life hand to you. hand over my life to you. Take control. Take control. Be my master. Be my master. Be my Lord. Be my Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say I'm born again. I'm born again. Say I am born again. I am born Say, again. Say I am new. I am new. Fresh. Fresh. And I'm not going back. And I'm not going back. Say I am not going back. I am not going back. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For my salvation. For my salvation. Clap your hands for yourself. You see our pastor and the lady, both of them are short. Can you see them? I can't even see them. You can see them now. Okay. 
They are so short, you can see them. Okay. All right. I want all of you to go to them. They are going to talk to you. They will send people to your house, to you, to teach you. Welcome them. What you've done here, this is not everything. It can be. You don't pass an exam by writing only one paper. Or answering one question. There must be more than just coming to stand here and pray. It is the door. You've entered it, but you must grow. You must walk in the Lord. And these two pastors will help you. Please, let's go to them. Let's go. Clap for them. Please don't stop clapping. Encourage them. Keep clapping. And there's a number on the page. Those of you online, there's a number there. Please call that number. Please call that number. If you are born again, please call that number. Somebody is going to help you. A friend will change your life. Yes. Now, we are about to have communion. Why? Is it because we are hungry? No. We want to remind ourselves that someone gave up his body. You know, did you know? Look at Acts 1 verse 8. Look at Acts 1 verse 8. But he shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses. Witnesses. That word witness, witnesses, the Greek means much. The Greek word is matu, from which we get mata. Matthew. You can check. That word, he shall be witnesses. It's not just talking and talking mouth. But you give yourself, literally to your death. Matthew. The Holy Ghost comes upon you to empower you to even be a matter. Your body. You say, Lord, if this is a man, I must marry. Then I give my body. I will never marry till I die. If this married man is the one I must enter his life to be a second wife, then I give up my body. Because of Jesus. Empowered. But the, the, the girl, like this one, who doesn't have the Holy Spirit, when are we going? The Holy Ghost when he comes upon you, he comes to power, empower you to be a martyr for Jesus. As far as this boy is concerned, I'm dead. That's the meaning of witness. The, the word Matthew has two meanings. Check your strongs. One is to speak. Literally like to be a witness. Of something you've seen. The other one is to be a matter. 
Matthew. Give me the red. Let me show that. Maybe you don't understand. This bread is a piece of someone's body. You are about to eat someone's body, which has become so useless that we can share and eat. When will someone also take a part of your life? As for Jesus, we've got his body. Um, when will somebody also enjoy a part of your life that you have given up? A part of your time. Now, if we see you here, it means you decided to come. There's nothing doing. But anything that comes to conflict with church, you drop the church because you are not a mature. Lift your bread and say, This is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. Say, Oh Lord, oh Lord, may I also, may I also give my body, give my body, give my life, give my life for someone to also live. Someone to also live. As I eat this bread, as I eat this bread, may someone also one day, may someone also one day enjoy my life, enjoy my life that I lay down, that I lay down, that I lay down, that I lay down, Jesus, Jesus. This is my blood. It's my blood. With what shed my blood. You. I said it. When will you shed your blood? Is my blood. When will you shed your blood? Mommy, when? You're about to drink someone's blood. It's not fair. For you want to drink someone's blood. blood. You don't want anyone to drink your blood. It's not fair. Many of you here have drank my blood. Mm. You, you have drank my blood. You have drank you, you drank my blood. When will someone drink your blood? The bread, the bread which, break, which we are breaking is the communion of the body, is the body of Christ we are breaking. Oh, when will your body oh, be broken? Meal, the meal when? of God, it will sustain you. That is why we do this. Imagine you do this three times a day. Mm. It will remind you that somebody is also waiting for your body. Waiting to eat your time. Monday. To eat your leisure. That's what I said. You, you, you have eaten my profession. Mm. You have eaten my profession. Why would somebody eat your profession? <laughs> the body of Christ. Of Christ. Say, I'm being reminded. I'm being reminded. Say, it's a reminder. It's a reminder. I will also give up something. I will also give up something. I'll give up something. I will give up something. Say, it's not fair. It's not fair to eat someone's body. Eat someone's body when nobody can eat mine. Nobody can eat today. Today, the life of sacrifice. For the life of sacrifice. It's my portion. It's my portion. Say, communion. Communion for sacrifice. For sacrifice. For sacrifice. For sacrifice. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Let's eat it. When I see the blood, oh, when I see, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Oh, when I see the blood of Jesus, when I see the blood, oh, when I see that precious blood, oh, yeah, I will pass over you. I will say shame on some of you. Shame on you. You're about to drink someone's blood. You, you have even taken two. 
When will someone also drink your blood? When will your the blood is life? Leviticus 11 27. Your life. When will someone also drink your life? Is it a fair question to ask? Or it's profane? Is it a fair question? You're about to drink someone's blood. For power. Power. Somebody also needs your blood for power. Malaga brother. Say the blood. The blood. The blood. The blood. Say as I drink it. As I drink it. I will also. I will also believe God. Believe God. To shed blood. To shed blood. To shed blood. To shed blood. For someone's life. For someone's life. The blood. The blood. Say it is fair. It is fair. That I also give my blood. I also give my blood. The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. Let's drink it. I will pass over you when I see the blood of Jesus. I will pass over you. Lift your hands. Sing it. Oh, when I see the blood. Lift your hands. I want to pray for you. When I see the blood. Jesus. Oh, the precious blood of Jesus. Oh, I will pass over you. It doesn't matter, Lord. Oh, when I see, when I see. How many people are not living the right life? When I see the blood. You said only a few are on the right path. Thank you for today. I'm happy to be among the few. I release power. Power to stand for you. Power to live for you. Power to serve you. Power to sacrifice. Power to die. Power to be a martyr. Power to give up. Power. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Power to give up. Power to stop. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Jesus.